Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Zimmel, people, since the inception of the Squaring Around podcast have been like, when the hell are you going to get G.J. Kinney on? And the whole time I was like, man, he's the head coach. He's not going anywhere, I hope. We have Zimmel. What more do you want? Like, what more do you want? Come on. Week to week. No, but I think it was important for us to establish our brand, establish a bunch of other things. We've had uh, a lot of other guests on, including Don Coriel, Kelly Dampus, uh, you know, a bunch of other people on this podcast. And so now we're talking to the head coach, DJ Kinney, on a semi-regular basis. Uh, you know what? We we need to bring him back on again. If he doesn't want to come on during the football season, I totally get it. But maybe before the bowl game, you know, because that's kind of where this program He's is. He's getting sized for a ring, you know? Oh, I know. God, God I hope so. Uh, look, if you're a Bobcat fan, you want to hear from your head coach. If you're an alum, you're going to be wet at the loins when this guy's talking because he is in – it's great. This is an insane interview, and I left it feeling – I didn't know I could feel better about the head coach than before, but I feel even better now talking to GJ. Like, I feel – I look, it's still firmly a 6-6 six and six podcast, but uh, maybe next year we're talking 10 wins. That's That's kind of how I feel right now. No, no, I I think you're right. Like baby steps, right? First, you got to get the it's like making a cake. You can't like just throw everything in and expect it to be good. You got to kind of measure things out and get the right kind of formula dialed in. And you can't you can't put on the frosting before you buy the eggs. And we exactly. bought the eggs with GJ. We bought the eggs. And then well, so we've had a few people on this podcast before, right? You got really hyped up when we we talked to Coach Z the first time. Uh, got super hyped up when we talked to Kelly. Uh, now we've talked to GJ. How does that kind of ascend you on the tier list? I'll what say this. You, what makes you go through a wall more? I uh, Kelly for one. Kelly, number one. GJ, look, I'm really happy. And we're going to get to the interview here in a moment, guys. But, like, I'm really happy with it. Tying and Coach Gene arguing about what's more important, conference championships or regular season championships, is forever going to be one of the top moments of this podcast. So, I that one, I'm not running through a wall for that, but... You know, I think it's 1A or 2A, 2B. 2A, 2B. Okay, that's fair. I liked it. Yeah. Now, so we talked about to about a lot of things, including Baylor, of course. Uh, but there's still obviously a lot unknown about this team. And they're waiting to find out, too. That's when real evaluation happens, right? When they're going 100% against someone else. So this is a super special interview for both of us. Only on the Republic of Football Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Square Talks. This is a show we like to do, talking to everybody at Texas State. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you're like, Jacob, shut up already. Let Coach talk. This man needs no introduction. He's leading us all over the place. But first stop is Baylor, September 2nd. Head coach, DJ Kinney. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, first of all, I guess, like, how was camp? It's like, this is the You've been on a roller coaster since you've been hired here, basically. You've been on a super like tight time frame. It's kind of like the bear. I don't know if you have time to watch TV, but you know, they're on a timeline to open this restaurant, and that's kind of what you're up against right now. 
What device? We're diving. Yeah? The food's going too slow. Which tables? All tables. All tables. I gotta talk to Marcus. Marcus, we're down 12 bread sets. All right, we need them now. They gotta fucking walk, like, right now. My wife actually brought up that show last night to me. I don't watch that, but I think it's in our in our future. Um, yeah, I think it, it's been great, though. Um, got great support, and it's been really fun. It's It's been everything that I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, people are, are really excited about what we got going on. And, you know, partly, you know, that's, that's part of my job. I, and and you know, the, the social media uh, aspect of it, the recruiting aspect of it, you know, getting um, exciting players in here. I mean, it, 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 it's part of it. So uh, I thought fall camp was was really good. You know, these guys came out and, and, and worked their butts off and it was hot and, and long practices and, and physical and and, uh, you know, we, we exchanged scouts um, this week and started really working on Baylor. Uh, you know, I think Baylor is going to be a, a really good team. Um, very impressed, uh, you know, uh, defensively with their their front seven and their and, uh, you know, their safeties and and some of their secondary players. Um, you know, they got a really good team, very well coached offensively i think that quarterback is a is a stud um you know up front they got some new pieces but i think uh, that o-line coach uh, coach mateos does a really good job with them and, and they'll be ready to go and i think probably the the biggest difference i think um for them will probably be those receivers um you know they got the transfer from arkansas and then obviously um uh, the, the speed guy um you know they have a bunch of speed and and uh you know so it, it, it's going to be a new baylor team as well um so it'll, it'll be a big time challenge and, and uh, we're working hard every day to, to go out there and, and um, you know, get a, a, get a win. So I want to talk about those three guys you got uh, the three commits because I, I want to talk Baylor, but I also want to talk about the fact that you've been taken over Texas. You've been on this deal and it just doesn't stop. So what can you tell us about the three new guys that you're bringing in the three commits? Yeah. OB and Langston were here uh, most of the summer um, working out with us and, and doing that whole deal um where you know both those guys had to to get some classwork stuff done before they joined us where chance was a was a guy that um you know was at UIW previously I wasn't there with him um but a lot of our coaches that were there with him you know coach youth and all those guys um and he he once he was he transferred to Colorado uh, before I got to UIW he he spent last year at Colorado uh when when coach Sanders came in um he entered the portal and we we actually brought him on a visit. Um, I think Colorado came back in the picture, um, ended up going there, didn't work out for him. He's a grad guy, so he went back in the portal, and we were able to get him. We had a, a scholarship open up actually, and and that we weren't expecting, and and uh, we're able to 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 you know land a big time defense alignment this late in the process, which is which was awesome. So uh, he's a great, great person, a really hard worker. And, and you know, it's, it's a big time pickup because, you know, the portal, you never know what you're really going to get where him with him. We, we, we knew him um, a little bit. Well, that goes right into Baylor where you talk about, they have a pretty much a whole new team. You guys first year at tech state, it's essentially like a whole new team. And then you guys, you clearly know some of the uh, UIW guys you brought with you, but how has that like kind of changed the way the scouting goes as a head coach and just the like, scouting department where you have film from a dude from Arkansas, but it's not going to be the same film that you might see for Baylor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's different. I think especially week one, you, you don't really know what you're going to get. I should have mentioned all the, the great tight ends that they brought in and great tight ends they have on their roster. They're loaded at that position, maybe the strength of their whole team. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to be talented and they have a bunch of new faces. We have a bunch of new faces. So, 
uh, you know, that that week one, I think probably, you know, Coach Aranda's, you know, telling his staff and his players, hey, it's about us. It's about going out there and executing at a high level. And that's basically what we're telling our guys to. Obviously, you have some looks that you're trying to coach off. They have a new D.C. Um, so, you know, we're we're looking at different years, different games uh, that, that, you know, he was he was there previously before. Then he left. And he's he's came back. Obviously, Aranda's a defensive guy. So we're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But at week one, you just never know. Um, and sometimes you can do too much and, 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 you know, not, not execute very well. So uh, we're, we're really focusing on ourselves and, and uh, getting the best, you know, players on the field and, and figuring out what they're good at and all that. So first game of the season, but with a new program at Texas state, do you have a different feeling? Like, and like, what is, what is the feeling? Cause I know a lot of people as school starts, they have those like first day jitters. You're excited to go to class and stuff. Is it the same way of coaching? Um, I, I think so. Um, I think for me, you know, just from my playing days and then coaching, you know, going to different spots and I'm not very like, I'm not like a, like I get, you know, up and then down. It's just not kind of who I am. So I, I don't really like, I'm not like, I'm just, just kind of another practice and another game and go out there and, and execute. And that's all you can wow. do. I, I would think it, I guess it would get a little easier, like, towards like the beginning of the season or maybe even during the season. Cause it's like just football, right? Like last night you were at Palmer's yeah. uh, getting to know more people. We saw that crazy picture of you and all the freshmen on campus. Yeah. You're doing a lot of things right now. You have yeah. to be like, you're the, your quarterback basically of like the yeah. athletics department. Sure. Um, so you know, I appreciate all that you're doing, but I just imagine the toll it's taken on you. I think you told Craven, you know, you're going to the sushi bar so much. You had to lay off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just with exactly all these yeah, but I think that's part of it. Um, that's probably the been something that I haven't been used to. We didn't, you know, I didn't do this at UIW going to all the events. And as a coordinator, you're not really doing all these events. So uh, for me, that's probably been the not hardest part or most difficult. It's not really just different as, as far as just kind of being away from the office and being away from the coaches and guys kind of doing that. Um, so it's been good, though. I got a great staff that can that can hold it down for me when I'm not there and and. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been fun really getting out in the community and meeting different people and meeting different business owners. And um, so, so it, it, it's been fun to be honest. And that, and that's why you take a job like Texas state is, is because, you know, that that's what makes this place special is the people and the, and the fans and the students and, and trying to get involved and trying to get these um, you know, these students and, and, and people in the community to the games. Um, so hopefully it'll, it'll pay off and, and we got a, you know, packed house uh, that first home game. I was going to say, it looks like you got a better night's sleep tonight than you did a couple nights ago because that photo that you took with the 8,000 freshmen, you look, you look tired, coach. It looked like that was going to be a long day for you. What? Would I look old or I just look tired? I, I just the bag, the bags underneath the eyes. It looked like this is a guy that has been like really studying the film and now he's having to do a concert too. And the, today on the Zoom call, you look a lot like more energetic, a lot more awake for us. Uh, I, I think it might have just been the lighting. I, I don't, I don't oh, really. Okay. That's I'm, true. I'm, Down lighting does affect it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'll get get my wife to get me some more Rodin and Fields, you know, stuff, <laughs> get the bags under my eyes going, you know. I'm only 34, guys, so, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't get tired right now. I, I can stay up all night, get up early, I'm good. Really? All right, look, yeah. and you got two young kids, too, so oh, yeah. good for you, man. Right. I know a lot of people are just, like, they dog it at 35, so that's, like, 34, no, this is the last year you got. No, yeah, I, I, I need to start working out again. I haven't worked out in a little bit just because of the, you know, the grind of, of fall camp and all that, but I got to get back into it. But we saw one highlight of you in the weight room with the, the other guys during, I guess, that must have been like 
leading up to the spring game or maybe right after but you were in the gym doing pull-ups coach so we've seen oh, yeah. you work <laughs> yeah I, I i need to get back into that's when you know obviously you're at your best but you know like you said i'm doing a lot right now so trying to manage my time and, and get it going and make sure I, I eat some food i'm sure you're just like everybody else just waiting for kickoff like kid can't come soon enough uh, i guess yeah yeah I, I think this fall camp went really fast and and um you know, I, I think for me, every every practice now, um, it's it's like, man, we we got to get better here, we got to get better there. So I think anytime you have this many new people, this many new coaches, you know, it's our first time, you know, going out there and playing. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to be some some uh, learning curve there, um, just because we haven't done it before as a group. I think that's you know that's natural and that's part of it. So uh, hopefully we get that out of the way quick and and uh, you know get out there and put on a, a good show. Does it feel a little Dude. Groundhog Day-ish, like from when you made your FCS debut last year at UIW and to now? Like, how do you compare the two, I guess? Uh, yeah, I think it was just so new for me last year being a head coach. My first year being a head coach, just worrying about all this and worrying about all that, where, where now I've kind of done it before. So I kind of know the situations that really come up for us and, and you know, uh, you know, kind of where the 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 problems um, are going to come from. So, and every year is different, but at the same time, I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident in, in the role. What's up, guys? We're taking an ad time break. If you're watching the video podcast, you might have noticed my jersey. I'm not telling you where I got this. Actually, I think I'm legally obligated not to because Zimmel got it from an offshore place. Anyway, that's not the point. If you want something that's a fire fit, That'll get you all juiced up for Texas State this year. Go to EliteSports.com. There you can support, actually, athletes that come from Texas State with their own custom brands, their own version of what Texas State is, uh, modeled after themselves. You know, they got a bunch of custom looks for you. Uh, head to EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE at checkout. You help out the show. And teaser, we got a really special project with them coming out. Ooh, I don't know what I don't want to say when, but I, I will tell you it'll be really awesome. So looking forward to that. Uh, EliteSports.com. Use code Square at checkout. Well, as a, let's get into the quarterback conversation because I think that's what people are really like waiting for here. As a coach, and then as a former, you know, Division One quarterback, what is the difference there when you have like two starting level quarterbacks in the room, and as a guy who's gone through that quarterback competition before? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're actually right now we're, we're we're going through the process of getting me a a seventh year waiver um, to see if I can come back and and play. Uh, but no, that would be cool. I, I would definitely. I'd have to get get in shape to to do it, but uh, I could do it. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know we got we got a couple of really good quarterbacks that come out here and and battling and um, you know they've done a really good job. You know they got different skill sets um so you know i think our offense will look a little different if if uh, you know this guy's a quarterback it'll look a little different if this guy's a quarterback um so we're doing a good job right now of of you know getting these guys the plays that they're comfortable with and and you know the plays that we feel like they can execute at a high level and and um we'll see kind of what happens uh, when we go out there versus baylor and uh, probably won't name a starter um, and go out there and play and, and uh, you know, keep out, keep on evaluating. That's what I was going to ask you. Are we any closer to a day one starter? Or are you just going to keep that till kickoff time? Yeah, I'll probably just, just keep it till, you know, we can go out there and, and play. And I, I just don't see it. If I saw an advantage into it, I, I would name one, but I don't really see an advantage to it. You know, I think our guys are working hard and it's not distracting and, and, and guys are getting the reps that they need. And, and uh, so I feel really good about it. 
Well, how's the running back room look? Because I know you got one guy who's already injured, but the rest of the team feels pretty healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think Lincoln, obviously losing him was a big blow. You know, he's just a great player, great person, great leader. Uh, but he's he's been phenomenal uh, coaching those guys and, and helping them out and kind of taking that leadership role. Uh, you know, Calvin Hill and Jeet and – Denario and Ish and and all those guys, Trent Lacey, all of them are uh, had a real good fall camp and same type deal. You know, we'll get you know some good evaluation and get good film on those guys early and kind of ride with the hot hand probably moving forward uh, after that. But I think all those guys have uh, you know proven they can go out there and, and carry the load and and they have their their good plays and kind of their strengths and their weaknesses and and uh, it's it's a it's a very good group. Was that the strong? You think that's the strongest skill position group? Um, probably the most, well, I say that most experienced, it's one of the strongest for sure. Um, you know, we got some guys that have played some ball, you know, obviously, you know, Calvin's been here for a little bit. Jeter's been here for a little bit. Uh, you know, Ish played a lot of ball last year. Uh, you know, Denario was a junior college player, but he's played some ball. Um, you know, same with the O-line. We got some guys that have played a lot of snaps. We got some receivers that have played a lot of snaps. So we do have some experience. And, and even both the quarterbacks, they've started games before. Um, so that's that's important. Um, I think TJ's probably started the, mo- the, the you know, more games than the, the other guys. But, um, you know, Malik started a game and, and has, you know, he went in there and, and had different roles and different packages previously. So he's been in big-time games as well. And, uh, so I don't think, you know, that part of it will be that new for those guys. Uh, you know, they're used to playing the SEC and, and playing big-time games before and and uh, all that. So uh, I, I like where, where our guys are at. I like the the depth at, at, at all the positions. Uh, you know, I think another group, that the tight ends, uh, I like those guys a lot. Um, Connor and Titus and Simon, both all three of those guys um, are capable of, of playing and, and doing a good job. So, um, I feel good with offenses that, you know, you just, it's one of those deals where the, the, you know, the chemistry and, and you don't really know what you got, you know, as a whole, you know, this guy's good, this guy's good, but till you get out there and kind of see uh, how it unfolds, uh, you just don't really know till after the first couple of games, the same way at, at UIW last year, I remember going to that Southern Illinois game, they were top 10 in the country and, and had a lot of preseason accolades and, and really good. And, we had a quarterback coming over that lost his job at Nickel State and Lindsey Scott. And, and uh, you know, we had our two outside receivers, but both of our inside receivers were kind of unproven guys. And we had an O-line, a running back. We didn't know, you know, he, he'd kind of been the backup before Marcus Cooper and ended up having 1,500 yards. So, but if you would asked me if, if before the season, if Marcus Cooper would have had 1,500 yards, I would have said, no way. You know, I would have, I would have said, hey, it's a running back by committee, this guy. And, and then, you know, things just happen. And if you had told me Lindsey Scott would have had 71 touchdowns, I, I thought he would have a good year, but I didn't know he was going to have 71 touchdowns. So uh, you just don't really know until you get out there under the lights and, and guys perform and, uh, you know, kind of see who steps up. It sounds like from a fan perspective, you got me excited, man, because it sounds like you're more confident this year than you were last year about a team that really did well at UIW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of knew more of the pieces last year at UIW. Like we kind of knew who was going to start. We knew this, we knew that Uh, we're here. There's some, still some really some battles going on and you don't know until that, that first game really kind of what you got or, you know, might be game two. I I don't know. It kind of have to happen organically, but uh, we got some good players. I think that helps. Uh, gives you gives you an opportunity. Now we got to put them in the right spot, and they got to go out there and and execute and perform. Um, but you know, I, I feel good about those guys. We talked a little bit about, about recruiting, coach. 
San Marcos itself, I think, is just a strength in a program to have. You have you know, so much things at your backyard, you know, basically at your disposal to kind of, you know, swag out and say, like, hey, not even like horses and Ferraris aside, right? Like just yeah. the river and stuff like that. I think you've posted about just being at like, um, what is it, the Meadow Center or something, probably just watching uh, tubers go down. What, what can you say just about the infrastructure itself to just continuously support this program? Yeah, I think that was probably one of the 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 main attractions for me was uh, you know going somewhere that has forty thousand students. You have the river, um, you know, I, I, you know the tailgate scene, like all all that 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 plays a huge part in recruiting. Like the Twitter, like when kids post offers and kids commote, uh, you know, commit to us, and the and all the fans, you know, uh, hitting them up on Twitter and all that, like that matters. Um, it really does. When when you know when we got recruits and and they go to the tailgate and they see all these people and they you know see them having a good time, um, like that matters. Um, so. I, I just thought like everything was really set up here at this place. Like the, the potential, obviously, you know, you're not supposed to say potential here or whatever, like the potential was there, the sleeping giant, whatever, like all that was there. Um, you know, you just have to have someone go out there and, and, and really uh, get it done and, and uh, you know, get everyone involved and score some points and have some fun and, and give people something to cheer about. And, and I just, thought, it, it's just been always that, that job for me. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not just saying that, uh, because I'm the head coach here now, like it's been one of those jobs that man, that Texas state job, like that's the one, you know, it really is. I think there's just, there's just uh, so much potential here and, and you can do a lot. You can, you can really make this place whatever you want. You know, I, I know I've said it before, but it kind of reminds me of, of UCF, you know, um, you know, I played against when I was at Tulsa, we played UCF and, you know, like you pull up to the stadium, you're like, man, you know, there's 50,000 students, they have all this cool stuff. You're in Orlando, like you have a bunch of, you know, and you kind of see what that program has gone to now they're in the big 12 and, and, you know, I, I coached there in 2000, whatever, 21 and, uh, you know, kind of got to be there and it's very similar. Uh, it really is. It's very similar. So I could see this, you know, taking off just like that. You're making alumni right now water at the mouth, coach, because I can tell you as a college football fan, you saying like dropping the word potential a couple times. We'll forgive you for that. But like just making it sound like what we as alumni believe that this program and this school is, man. Like yeah. I remember talking to people at UCF in 2017 and they told me like, hey, this wasn't like it in 2012. You know what I yeah, mean? Like no it, in five years, they were able to really shift everything around. and. Yep man, now you got me all excited, man. Like yeah. I'm thinking to myself, can we raise a national championship? Right. Like yeah, maybe yeah. a real one now with the college football playoff expanding. Yeah. I think, I think getting everyone involved and, and getting the support, uh, it, it all goes hand in hand too. And I think, you know, we talk about NIL. I think that's going to be a huge part of it. You know, once you start winning and, and, you know, get some excitement around here, like, we're going to have to retain some of these guys. We're going to have to recruit at a, at a higher level than we ever have before. And, and really one person can really change the the whole landscape of Texas state and how crazy, but in IO world, you're now, you know, you get a million dollar donation, you get a $500,000 donation to NIL. You can go out there and, and beat anyone in the country. So, and that, you know, that's what, that's what the, you know, top programs are doing right now. Um, so you, you heard Arizona state head coach, Kenny Dillingham talking about it. They had a big, you know, booster come to practice and, and he said, he's the most important person you know, at Arizona State right now, you know, he basically bought the whole team. So um, in college football, you you can change um, the trajectory of your your program um, with with donations and NIL and, and support. Uh, you can more than ever. Talking to boosters and stuff like that. Do you think that that's something that is available for Texas State? 
Yeah, I think it's there. I think uh, I think they want to see it on the field. I think they want to see what we're about. And um, but I, I think they're going to be very proud of what we put on the field. And um, so I think it's coming for sure. I think it's it, it's it's there. Um, and and like I said, the the potential is there. We just got to go out there and do it. Zimmel's from Bandera. I work in San Antonio at Ken's Five. You were in San Antonio, obviously, and like the you know around UIW area. Is there a spot that you really miss from over there, like Mexican food, or have you found a spot in San Marcos or in that area that kind of hits that same spot for you? Um, you know, I was in Alamo Heights, and uh, Sol Luna was a, a great spot that I went to quite a bit. Um, great food, the chispas are amazing. Um, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of places is here i really like you know we're still trying it out figuring out our favorite spots so uh but yeah so luna was my my spot in san antonio just because it was so close to my house you gotta try herbert's man that's jacob and i yeah. that is where we would go every single saturday before i, I still day. haven't everyone brings it up i still haven't been able to go yet i need to herbert's i need to go spot. I haven't well, had a lot of, to be honest with you. I haven't had a lot of time to really like go out and, and, and do that kind of stuff. Obviously you talk about my family. So for us, you know, when I have time, we're usually, you know, ordering food and, and go picking it up and sitting there. Cause you got two kids sit, sitting at a restaurant with a four-year-old and one-year-old, not ideal. Well, that's true. All I'm going to say is all I'm going to say is don't wait too long because after okay. you win a bowl game in San Marcos, you're going to get crowded at Herbert's. People are going to be wanting to jump all like over you, dude. So well, maybe it, it'll be good. I'll go in there and maybe I'll get to like get some priority seating and get, you know, maybe that'll be good. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. doing the Herbert or the Chimmy's radio show. We'll do the Herbert's radio show, okay. me and Zimmel. So. I like it. I, would just, I, I do just like, I do like Chimmy's. Chimmy's is a great spot. Yeah. Chimmy's is a good great spot. spot. Great spot. Yeah. I just imagine it like Friday Night Lights, though, mostly because I'm reading the book right now. Ooh, there you but go. like when you when you do good, right, like people would bring you food yeah, or something. And then, for if you sure. don't, then I live I live Friday Night Lights. <laughs> that was my life. So, yeah, I know all about it. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Friday Night Light aspect. You've been super staunch about like college teams playing on Saturdays, oh, yeah. staying away from Fridays. Obviously, the Texas High School Coaching Associations in San Marcos. What's been what's it been like just reestablishing some of those connections? Uh, for Texas State and then interacting with the coaches, uh, you know, at the high school level. Yeah, it's been awesome. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of these these coaches in, in the area and obviously my dad being a former high school coach and I played Texas high school football. So, yeah, I think it's it's huge. You know, Texas high school football's Friday nights, right? The, the town shuts down. Everyone goes to the games. They don't they don't need to be watching, you know, some team play, uh, you know, on Friday night, college team. That's play that on Saturdays. Right? If you want to play maybe a Wednesday night or Thursday night, some Mac action or something that's fine whatever but friday nights takes high school football nice yeah could not could not agree more i remember the i think college kicked off a couple years ago on a friday night and i was very upset i was very very upset that i was missing yeah. like a tcu game because i was at the bandera high school game and yeah. got their asses kicked but you know yeah you a lot know? of these teams are going to figure out too especially texas like Good luck getting someone to the game because they're 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 gonna go watch uh you know Gilmore Gladewater. They're not gonna watch some of these other teams. Time out. We're taking an ad time break. If you've ever gone to a game, if you've ever gone to a sporting event, if you've ever seen football on TV and in some capacity, you have seen the brand home field. It's the premier brand for uh, college athletics. Every team's got one, not Texas State yet. But if you use code SQUARE at checkout, you get 15% off your order if you're a first-time orderer on home field. If you're a home fielder, you get 
15% off your first order on Homefield, and then 10% off if you're a returning user. So if you're a Longhorn fan, you want to go support the Longhorns and also rep the podcast, use code SQUARE. Same thing for all you Aggies, Baylor Bears, whatever else you are out there. Soon, mm, I'm casting a spell again. Texas State, speak it into existence, right? That's what the future we want. <laughs> use code SQUARE out checkout too. That's homefield.com. Use code SQUARE. How was the defense look like before we let you go here? Yeah, yeah, defense is looking great. I think Coach Packy, you know, everyone talks about the offense and all that, but I think what really took us to the next level when I got to UIW was the defense. Um, I thought we recruited at a very high level. Uh, I think the the scheme fits, um, you know, our offense. Uh, it's you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. We're very aggressive on offense. We're aggressive on defense. So. Um, you know, Coach Packy and, and, and our defensive staff does a great job. We got some really talented players. Um, you know, I think early on the, the defense really got after us in spring and then the offense was able to catch up a little bit. Same thing in fall camp. Defense really got after us early and then, you know, we were able to catch up a little bit. But, um, you know, they got good players um, and, and a good scheme. It's a it's a tough scheme to, to prepare for uh, just because they throw so much at you. So, um, you know, it's it's a – it's but obviously Baylor is a very quality opponent. You know you're playing a Big Twelve team with that that is a uh, you know known for running the ball in the outside zone, and you're, they're going to take deep play action shots, and they're going to have you know their tricks ready to go, and 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 all that. So uh, we got to be disciplined and and have great eye discipline. There are going to be a lot of shifts, a lot of motions, and and all that. So, uh, but our guys are getting prepared for it. We've been working on it during the summer, um, you know, in our summer situations and. And and most of fall camp, we've been stealing some reps here and there. So um, this week's been good. I feel like we're a little bit ahead of the curve as far as, you know, getting prepared. If I was you, right, your brother plays at Baylor. My brother played at Baylor and I was in your same position. I'd be like, hey, let me, uh, you know, see some film. I would love to critique you to get you on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I. I know better than that. I think there's a certain level of respect for the game that I got and, and, you know, respect for him and respect for those coaches that, you know, they're, they're, they're at Baylor and he's at Baylor and, and he's got a, you know, a great thing going there. And I don't want to put him in a weird spot, you know? So, um, you know, similar to what, you know, when I play, you know, coach trailer here in a couple of weeks at UTSA or not, you know, probably not going to be calling him up, you know, talking about this or talking about that. So, um, I, I haven't, you know, talked to my brother and, and, and all that. So he, you know, I know they're getting prepared over there and, and, uh, they'll, they'll be ready as well. They got a great coaching staff, but I know you're a competitive guy and I know that a win against Baylor would probably get a little bragging rights, huh? Yeah. I think a win versus anybody. I, you know, I, I, I just, <laughs> I like winning losing is way overrated. <laughs> I, okay. Jacob, I don't know how much more you got going on here, but I got one, one thing I got to tell coach. All right. I have been against UIW since they beat Texas state. I've been very, very, very anti UIW uh, very, to the point where I've like got the voodoo doll out, but I yeah. rooted for you guys against NDSU. Cause I'm in North Dakota yeah. now. And you got to tell me about that game because that was like the one game all season. that was ride or die for UIW. And I, I got a lot of shit talk to me because of these bison yeah. fans. So you got to break down the game. The last, the last quarter for me. Maybe, maybe that's why we lost. It was your fault. <laughs> You started rooting for there us. There goes him. Uh, you know that that. Well, you that, better you better hope that that's not the case here, bud. That's because, true. That is true. Because otherwise, we're in fucking trouble. That's true. Um, no, I think 
they're a great team. Um, it was, you know, going on the road. There was a dang blizzard going on. Uh, fourth round of the playoffs. It was very. It was an awesome environment. Uh, anytime you play someone like North Dakota State, especially at the FCS level, it's like you know they're the they're the giant. You know, um, so it it was it was a really cool experience for our guys. You know, I I still think we had the better team, and we kind of let it you know slip through our fingers a little bit. You know, we were up, and they got the momentum, and you know. We were able to come back and, and, but you know, there's a couple plays throughout that game that we wish we had back, but you know, that's part of it. That's why you play the game and, and you can't make that many mistakes in those critical moments against a team like that. So, uh, but you know, I think it, it helped prepare us and, and the coaching staff and myself uh, to prepare for those moments and talk about those situations. And, and uh, you know, I still, I don't understand why it wasn't a fumble at the end of the game. It was a fumble, you know, give us opportunity to go back out there and score, but guess what? Uh, they didn't call it a fumble, so it wasn't a fumble. Um, so, I, I said to everybody, I said, if that game gets played 10 times at a neutral site, UIW wins at least nine of them. And yeah, I agree. I agree. We were, we were the better team, but they're, they're well coached and, and, you know, playing at home, it's kind of a weird deal. You know, we went to Sac State, we're able to overcome it, going to North Dakota State. We just, one of those deals that, you know, having that home field advantage is, is real. What do you think of the Fargo Dome? Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was. Uh, it was a really good environment. It was a little bit smaller than I thought. Like you know, you're kind of right on top of you, and the, you know, they're not playing like a little baby like I like in pregame. You know, it's it's a little bit different. So you know, you're kind of has a weird feel to it. Um, but it 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 really was. It was cool. It, it was a great experience for those you know guys at UIW. Like they'll probably remember that game for the rest of their lives. Um, just like our coaching staff will, because it was uh, it was definitely one to remember. Did you pick up the smell? Because that was the first thing I noticed about the Fargo. It's like this this sweet smell. I don't know. It's like too much sugar in the air. I didn't. I didn't. I, okay. I wasn't. You know. I didn't. I didn't get that. But you know, I, I I usually have a pretty good feel for that stuff. But I didn't get that. It's this. It's this weird thing, man. I don't know. I my thought on the Fargo Dome is that there's a lot of high school football stadiums in Texas that I think would give it a run for its money. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's just it. I think just the the inside, the dome part of it kind of is what kind of makes it, you know, more than anything else. Yeah. Okay. I just want to talk to you about that because I don't know the next time we're going to get to talk about UIW, North Dakota State. But look, dude, I mean, Lindsey Scott was insane. That Yeah. He was insane. Heavy sigh. Yeah. He, he, he went crazy last year. He had 71 touchdowns. That's always tell people. He had 71 touchdowns, guys. Do you want to come in here and throw, you know, have 71 touchdowns? you want to throw for 60 touchdowns? you want to rush for 11? Was, you know, 71 touchdowns. That was one season. It wasn't two. It wasn't a career. It wasn't three seasons. It was one season. Just playing Kinda NCAA. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. When are we getting that back? When are we getting into NCAA? Man, back? they said it was going to happen this summer. I saved up $600 for a PS5, uh, you know. Now I'm probably going to have to save up, like, for a PS6. I don't know. Whatever. That's how much those cost? Yeah, about $600 if you want, like, uh, a good card that could, like, hold a few games, you know, Red Dead and Call of Duties and stuff like that. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah. Well, these games are huge now. It's like, you know, half a terabyte or stuff if you want to play, like, Skyrim or... Yeah, I like uh, I like Madden. I haven't played in a while. I was a big Madden guy, big NCAA. That's pretty much all I play. I didn't really play anything else, but... um... Well, I meant to ask you about the days because you got behind the sticks with Nash Jones. Did you, you know? Yeah. Put some work in. What's up? Yeah, we were just kind of messing around, but <laughs> I, I, I think like at my prime, 
Like I was really good, man. I don't think anyone on the team could beat me. I was I was really good. I what I would do, I would play online, right? I was this was 2015 when I was with the Giants. I'd play online and like whoop somebody, and in the fourth quarter, I'd put myself in the game. That's the ultimate flex, and just go in there and, and you know, like you're like a 60 overall, but you put in there and, and you go in there and 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 beat them with with your own self on there. Is the, is were the you ever upset that you were like rated what you were rated in Madden? Uh, they always have like my speed high and like everything else, but like my throw power and throw accuracy was always terrible. My, you know, just kind of like, come on, that that's, that's unrealistic. Like I'm nerfing you. Yeah. So I got your rookie card and I was reading the back of it. And one of the things was like great team leader, super accurate in the short game. So they really nerfed you there. Is accurate in the short game is like you're that's your calling card. Exactly right. I could pick people apart, like you know, especially on the game. That's what I did. But you know, whatever. Slants across the middle. Like Michael Parsons tweeting at the the Madden ratings adjuster now. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, and the thing is, you talk about you talk about playing NCAA and like playing Madden, but you're living it now. So I mean, like that's got to be you know that's pretty sick. Better. (laughs) Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, but like one of my favorite things to do, like NCAA was the recruiting aspect of it, like growing up and then and Madden was like building a team and and draft the the fantasy drafts and all that that I used to do and and uh getting great value late in the rounds like we did with Chance Main, getting a great value late in the in the process and and building a team for to win a championship and getting the right guys. Like I, I enjoy all that stuff and and uh you know, probably a lot of that comes from you know playing those video games when you're little. Well, thank God you're doing it now, like in real life, because I can tell you there's so many Bobcat fans that have bought like a PS2 and then got like the last NCAA, NCAA 14 or whatever, and then taken Texas State all the way to the natty just like to prove it. a point. So like me, it. multiple times, yeah. multiple times. I like I'd, you know, a couple of years ago, we lost to Troy by a ton of points and I had to throw the game on and just really turn it on easy mode and beat them by 100 points just to get some of that frustration out, you know? I like it. I'd always, I'd always like make my create a player, make all my linemen seven foot tall and four hundred pounds, and all my running backs would be like five five and just running around like ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Oh yeah. Well, they they asked you who your favorite musician was. You said yeah. Lil Baby. How long have you been listening to Lil Baby, or has rap always been like your thing? Yeah, or? yeah I'm I'm, I'm a, like a country and rap. Like uh, that's probably I don't really listen to rock or anything like that. It's it's probably back and forth. Like I have ten, you know, I have more than ten songs on my Apple, whatever. But like it'd probably be five and five. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed you know different music and and all that. So yeah. Like little baby, what's big on the Drake playlist guy. right now? Big Drake guy, I really, really enjoy Drake. Um, little baby's more like I, I said that like it's a, like a football field, you know. Like if you're out there on the field, that's what you're like. Sometimes Drake, like you might not want to listen to Drake when you're on a football field, you know. Um, I like country as well. Uh, Talk about country music a lot all the time. I'm waiting for Turnpike's record to come out on Friday, so there you go. It's a big day for me. Yeah, I was uh. Uh, obviously being a Texas guy, uh, Josh Abbott, you know, me and him were pretty close. Um, he actually came and played in Tulsa, uh, when I was in college and I was able to meet him and, and we still have a relationship to this day. Anytime, you know, I, I try to, uh, you know, go see him when he's in town and he lives in Austin, but trying to go see his shows. I haven't been one in a couple of years, but, um, I like the Texas country, uh, you know, Morgan Wallen, you know, he's got a bunch of really good songs out right now. And then a lot of the, the, you know, nineties country and, and, you know, obviously George Strait and Alan Jackson, all that big, big fan. So, um, you know, I got definitely got good variety and, and, 
it's uh I, I love listening to music on the on you know coming into work and and you know going home turn on the music and here we go you get to talk I'll tell to you, you can... randy rogers question mark yeah like, yeah like randy rogers band a lot but have you talked to him you know since he's a oh no no i haven't i i saw i i haven't i need to to make that connection for sure I'll tell you, if you win a bowl game at Texas State and find a way to get George Strait and Bobcat gear, they might build you a statue. Like I know, I'm trying. I got a signed ball and a pick, but I, we're, we're we're working on it. Okay, yeah. there you go. That's that's honestly my white will for any interview, just to be in the same room. Not even with anything recording, honestly. That'd be crazy. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be. Yeah. I asked his group. I, I told Jacob the story before, but I asked his group one time if we could get him on a podcast, and they said he doesn't do podcasts. I was like, "Yeah, very cool, very cool." Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, like how did I interview Common before? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's you good. know, common experience. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> cool. Well, coach, those are all the questions we had for you. Awesome. Uh, uh, thanks for doing this again. Appreciate it. Good luck. September 2nd against Baylor. Uh, of course, always beat UTSA. <laughs> yes. There you go. They're week two. Though. Yeah, they're week two. So focused. All right. Appreciate Thanks, it. Coach. I'm not sure like how much insight into like their strategy for Baylor is, but I know like they know their opponent. And that's like what Sun Tzu says, right? Know your opponent better than you know yourself. What a what a take that is. I, I mean, know, look I'm at like that. throwing a little art of war into the pot. Look. I, I knew that we weren't going to get X's and O's, and I knew that we weren't probably going to get a starting quarterback out of this pot. And I know a lot of fans are probably squeezing and screaming, hey, give us a quarterback. I will say, if you're paying attention to who we talked about more, TJ Finley did get more mentions on the pod than Hornsby. Just, I don't know if that means anything, but that's you just had your, like, You I, had your little clicker going? I did. I did have the little clicker going. I was like, TJ Finley got one more mention than Hornsby did, and he did not mention either quarterback by name. Another thing to kind of keep in mind there. Uh, I think coming into Baylor, the conversation is, do we have everybody in the right position? Because look, and I didn't want to say this to GJ, but I'll tell you, Jacob, and I'll tell the fans here. I don't really care about the Baylor game. Like, do I want us to win? Hell yeah, I want us to win. Do I care if we lose? Not really, because I'm looking at UTSA in week two. And I know a lot of fans have that game circled. And I'm looking at UTSA. I'm looking at Nevada. Those are the two games and Jackson State. I'm looking at those three games really as games that are like more important than the Baylor game. If we compete in Waco, that's great. If we win in Waco, hell, throw a fucking parade. But the goal right now, I think, for GJ is making sure everybody stays healthy and that the game plan is set up for us to have a shot to win. Like I'm not all that concerned about Baylor in week one. I'm more concerned about UTSA in week two. So just get the guys on the field, have a game plan. And I trust that he has that. I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, I got on this podcast last week and I was like, if Texas state wins the first four games, wow. That's <laughs> such a dumb take. But in reality, it's pretty much what you just said without all the science behind it. I mean, look, like, Baylor, I think right now sits as a three touchdown favorite against us, and they're a twenty-one and a half. Yeah. Uh, and Texas State covers that. That's a big deal. Going to Waco, having a game plan, having a competitive game—all those are good check marks for UTSA. Because I want to make Jeff Trailer go home and question about where he goes after UTSA. I don't want another. Texas State loss to the Roadrunners, and everybody's, oh, my God, we're 0-2. I want to have a, a real conversation after week two where it's we're 1-1. One one. What do we need to do against Nevada, a team that won two games last year? How do we beat Jackson State, a team that doesn't have Dion and doesn't have most of the talent they had a year prior? That is the conversation we need to be having. 
beating Baylor is important. Playing against Baylor, everybody's really excited for week one. Winning in Baylor is not, to me, the end of the world. Having a good game plan and having the guys in position, that is what matters most to me. Yeah. And that Nevada game, by the way, last year, literally made me cancel my ESPN Plus account. I was so devastated. <laughs> I saw the hype videos. I tweeted about it. We talked to freaking Alex on this podcast about that same tweet. Oh, no, it's like, I, I remember every, I'd go to all the Bison game and I'd call you after the Texas State game got done. I'd call you and I'd call our friend uh, Kate Connors and be like, what the hell are we doing? What it's is going on? It's gone downhill since we left. Oh, I know. I say, but I feel like a lot of alums were having those conversations. And after hearing GJ talk, I don't think we're going to have those conversations anymore. I really don't. I feel really good. Yeah. The only difference between you and, and me and other alums is that we just started recording all of our conversations <laughs> and then inviting the coaches to talk about it, too. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'll stuff. be curious. I, the real question here is I'm curious what happens if the wings fall off the plane. If GJ comes on and talks to us, because I really do, I that, that those are interesting conversations. Now, God forbid that happens, but I, I'm curious to see what those conversations look like. Well, you tested the Sorcerer's Stone last time, right? It, it was like the Jacob curse. We talked to Chase before. We talked to I, I talked to Coach Johnson, but Coach Johnson, that was fine, right? That team wasn't even supposed to get as far as they did in the tournament. Chase Mora had a great freshman year, still lost aside, sweeped by. Raging Cajuns, whatever. Proudy. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Chris new, Freddy. New, Chris new Freddy. Calendar. Yeah, new calendar year. New calendar we, year. Restart it. Why? Yeah. We washed the jerseys. We're good to go this time. When does the fiscal year start? That's when we, we start keeping track of all that stuff. Oh, beginning of fall camp. That is the that is the beginning of the sports calendar. I don't care about January 1st. The beginning of football camp in the fall, that is the sports calendar beginning. So we are we are very much in to the new 2023-24 sports calendar for Texas State. And a deep tease for next week, we're getting on the mics with our boys. The only people from Waco we tolerate. The Between Two Bears podcast. Matt is Bear and Evan Herbert. So yeah. we're looking yeah, forward to week. our insane preview that we're going to do with them. It's mostly just talking shit. So... Keep that in mind. 100%. But we got you in the mentions. We're going to bat for this team. These Our careers are on the line in these conversations. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.